I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Prem de la Prem. It was the Match Week 28 recap. Uh, we recorded on Sunday, Derby Day, so this should be interesting. Patrick, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty good, James. How are you feeling? Love I that think for that's you. The question, Love that for you. I think you. that's the question on a the lot que- of Prem heads' mind. The question's on everyone's mind. Uh, I'm feeling okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Feeling okay. As as was my line that I towed the entire day. So fair enough. We'll see if we'll see if this devolves into dysfunction as the episode goes on. But Patrick, so. when we were prepping for the episode, I thought we were going to send it right into the Derby discussion, and then you aptly reminded me that we have another managerial change on our hands. And mm. it, it, it was never our intent when we came up with See You Again to do one every episode. There's a few no. reasons for that. But sometimes that's just showbiz, baby. Charlie Puth's got to eat, too. Keep those royalties coming in. So, take it away, Charlie. Marcelo Bielsa. A man, a man known for his stubbornness. He had an aversion to speaking English during pressers the same way he had an aversion to tweaking his full-field man-marking tactics, regardless of whether he was playing Norwich at home or at Anfield. A man known for his generosity, he always knew how to help those in need and those around the fellow Premier League community, particularly when it came to Manchester United, happily laying out the red carpet and letting us collect a rare six-point double with nine goals in the score column. For that, we will always salute Mr. Bielsa. A man known for his drive to win, carry on, carrying on the Spygate legacy between Leeds and Derby. Bielsa dispatched a private eye to just keep tabs on Frank Lampard, just to see what he was up to, whether he was cooking up any uh, new tactical innovations for Everton. And it turns out that Lampard mostly just frequented the same Greg's Bakery chain in, in Greater Liverpool. And finally, Patrick, when we think about those who have departed, we must also spare a thought for those, those who get left behind. So we pray for Bielsa's translator, a man who may never get another shot at the Premier League job again. But his ability to perform the impossible task of making both English journalists and Bielsa seem like they're having somewhat coherent dialogue shall not soon be forgotten. Marcelo Alberto Bielsa Caldera, born July 21st, James, 1955, in Rosario, Argentina. He is managed in Argentina at the start. And then he puts his way around before really coming to fame with both the Argentinian and the Chilean national teams. Influence all over Europe. But he settled in Leeds a legend there for ending their 16-year absence in the Premier League, bringing them back into the Champions League. And of course, we thought he had squatters' rights, but he had to go in the end. Mm -hmm. Squatters' rights, I like that. Yeah, I was hoping you would say that in yours, James. It felt like a little, yeah, a little, little, I had a secondary joke, but you know, I had to bring it back. Anyway, I don't um, see how squatters' rights comes into a eulogy, but you managed to find a way. Look, with Mar- Marcelo Bielsa, it's all on the table. Uh, on the stool, perhaps. Yeah, fair enough. There you go, James. Catching on. Yeah. Uh, probably his best influences his coaching tree, James, I would say. I don't know that he's got the decorations that other coaches have uh, in the in the trophy cabinet, uh, but he is known amongst the world uh, yeah. as, as one of the greats. Uh, Pochettino, Simone... Uh, both both players of his, yeah. uh, and, and Pep has called him a tactical inspiration. So his influence on the game yeah. uh, is probably larger than anything you could a Rangnick, you know, look up on. A Rangnick-esque, look at all the managers he's coached. It's like, okay, but why are they doing so much better? <laughs> <laughs> Something's... Did, uh, he did, is, did, did they, they, they leave you for a reason? He is, a, he is definitely the streets will remember version of coaches the way like Michu was for Swansea. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have he doesn't have the decoration, but he has the culture, which some say yes. is more important. 
in a oh, J. Yes. Cole, J. Cole-esque manner. Um, mm, Patrick, I'm starting to worry he's not going to win manager of the season. Well, James, who's at the bottom here? Who can he save? Who can he save? Imagine, oh, God, you imagine, imagine he comes Burnley? right back around. Yeah. Oh, I what was going to say. What if with, Everton just sacked Frank today? We're like, we got the else now, geez. baby. Jeez. God. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to the like the uh, the Spurs Everton preview, I'm sure, in, in the district. But uh, I was thinking going into this Bielsa see you again, and the fact we've done one like every last podcast or however God knows long. Crazy. Uh, I think we're done for the season. It, it would be like a, a tactical nuke of Watford esque proportions for someone to bring in a coach with ten games left on the season. I can't see it happening. Really can't. The teams at the bottom have made their moves. Uh, you, you know, if yeah. Brentford if Brentford got real bad, but like Thomas Frank has that built equity, so I don't I don't see it happening. I'd say the only the only possibilities here for me are are, are Brendan Rodgers, and I think a very very distant possibility, uh, but Graham Potter. Very Graham, Potter Graham Potter after like post. The quote about like not knowing what Birmingham, uh, sorry, Brighton fans were were booing about, it yeah. just hits different. But that's yeah. a whole other topic for another day, I'm sure. Brighton's lost four in a row, but yes, James, <laughs> I do think I do think we are um, we should be done. We really should be done. One would hope. One would hope. I'm tired of burying all these bodies, Pat. Dude, this this has to be a record year. We'll we're putting, a, the we're next putting a lot of we're putting a lot of sad old men down, but. <sighs> Where there's death, Someone's there is life, Patrick, and Jesse March, mm. ESPN savior, the American yeah, no. hope, coming into Leeds. We can talk about what we expect from his Leeds team in a minute, but I do want to get ahead of my Freak of the Week, Patrick. Please. My Freak of the Week's going to Jason Sudeikis for creating Ted Lasso and essentially setting American coaches back 30 years. 30 years, you say? Could be 40. Uh, you think so- that's what Jesse's against? You think he's up against that? Yeah, I think he's up against the Ted Lasso stigma and the ghost of soccer Bob at Swansea that's that's lingering around. That might have to take the assist there. But uh, Chris Armis, the assistant coach at Man U, allegedly, allegedly just getting called Ted Lasso behind his back at Carrington. And Jesse March, who coached at RB Leipzig. Granted, he got sacked, but RB Leipzig following up Julian Nagelsmann already having to answer questions about Ted Lasso. And I, I got a picture. If I'm in, I'm in Marsh's brain. It's like, are you asking me if I have players line up at the top of the 18-yard box like offensive linemen before each corner? If so, no. Like I don't do that. <laughs> Ring around the Rosie is not in our playbook. <laughs> it's um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's gonna take someone just to come in here and do it. I feel like, and and, and Jesse's probably the best shot we got as far as American coaches go. So I'm interested to see what mm-hmm. he can do. Uh, and he's got a he's got a decent side. Can't imagine they're going to play exactly the same way. Yeah, I I, I think you, there's, there's got to be, be one change at least. <laughs> Are you alluding to something? No, you know, just like maybe oh, like, like that stopping would be, sprinting, yeah, right? Like right, every right. now and again, yeah. Well, if it's a if it's a Red Bull system, I imagine they're not too dissimilar from like I guess I'll use Ralph Hassenhuttle as an example, where they do play mm. like a little bit of a counter pressing system, but. I don't know how. How would you define Bielsa ball? It's like counter pressing on methamphetamines. It's like yeah, the, it's just with, uh, like without reason. Counter pressing without reason feels like a good way to define Leeds in the best and worst way. Yeah, it's like um, it's like Leeds is like the guy at the poker table who doesn't quite know how to play and like goes goes in with every hand, and then you don't know. <laughs> He might have some good, but you, but you don't know because Pat's like, getting in the analogy game. Let's go. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's, it's just it's like, like God damn, this guy goes all in every hand. Yeah, you're just like, well, shit. We got to call and see what's up. And you know, if you, so some days you're better than them. Some days they put the put it down on you. But yeah, they got found out this year a bit, James. Uh, just pass it around them and and then realize you know. And also, Calvin Phillips hasn't been all that healthy, has he? He's been out. Uh, for the majority of the season, I was reading he's probably going to... Bamford as well, or no? So, Calvin Phillips will probably be out for the rest of the season, and I think he's the most important player in that team. Agreed. Like, when you've got, on the on the tactical formation sheet, it's like 4-1-5, or whatever Leeds gets like identified as. It's probably a 4-1-4-1, but when you're one of the ones, 
you know you're an important player in that system. And Calvin Phillips right. was that one. And then the other being Bamford, who was on the bench I saw in their, in their loss, competitive loss to uh, Leicester. So a lead scoreline you don't see a whole lot, 1-0. So maybe, right. maybe baby steps. Maybe, maybe. Um, was that, was that Marsh's first game? Yep, first game. Yep. Okay. All right. I wasn't able to watch it. That was at four thirty in the morning. So yeah, can't. I mean, we we are committed to prem heads to to an extent. Yeah, we can't do the same day record and tell you what happened at four thirty in the morning. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not possible. Uh, but yeah, no. Leeds sitting just just above uh, the relegation zone. So they're they're in a fight. They're in a fight, James. Uh, I'm excited to see what what Jesse Marsh could do. Be a damn shame if uh, they got they got knocked out. Uh, but now that Bielsa's gone, I, I really don't care too much about Leeds, if I'm being honest with you. I think he was well, the, the attraction look, to yeah, me. Yeah, he was. But let's see, you know, let's see how they play. I think sometimes, sure. I, I, you know, maybe maybe Marsh took a, a few tips from Bielsa on how to approach the poker table. And maybe there's a few, you know, just a few chips lying around that he's still willing to cash. Well, they got, they got, they host Villa midweek. And then what I'd call a big game at the weekend uh, they're hosting Norwich. So we call that's that one. a relegation six-pointer. Yes, absolutely we do. Right now they are six points clear of Norwich. Mm. So, yeah, that's uh, that's mm. one. If they can't get it done against Villa, who's in decent enough form, yeah. they need to have it. They need to have it against Norwich. Yeah. Um, or else, I mean, then it's a, I mean, that's, a, that's a party down there if Norwich pull that one off. Then we got yeah. a real great relegation. Then you are really in the, in the stew, the stinky mm-hmm. stew of the bottom three. But just to close out the... Uh, Apparently, an interview entirely dedicated to Ted Lasso for uh, Jesse's March, Jesse Marsh's introduction. I will say this was a real quote from him. He said, "All I can say is the only way I know how to do things is to go all in and give everything I have to believe in who I am, believe in the people that I work with, and try to maximize what we are every day. And I find that if you do that, then you can be incredibly surprised with the human spirit and what you can achieve." And then he followed up by saying, "Oh, so that does sound like Ted Lasso, doesn't it?" <laughs> so sense of humor yeah. you know I, I think Americans have a little bit of endearing to do with, with the snobbish attitude of, of English journos and the English public in general so Prem Dole Prem is yeah, well, behind Ted, Ted Lasso had his, his work cut out for him at the beginning if you remember he did his have his doubters out. at Richmond mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yep yep. Uh, so yeah we'll have to see we'll have to see how he yeah. and Nate the Great get on in season 3 shout out Arlo White for uh, getting a little deal on Ted Lasso as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well done mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there was another game today. What was there, James? Patrick. <laughs> Can I call you Patrick? There have Please. been many occasions where I've looked at a Manchester Derby looming, looming on the weekend schedule and been like, well, this is going to absolutely suck balls. Mm-hmm. And that's how low we've sunk, where I don't even think we... I don't even have the hope that we're going to turn up just because it's a big game. Like, that's not a non-starter for me anymore. You know, people are saying, oh, it's the Derby, anything can happen. And I'm not devaluing that because normally it's true. But that team just doesn't have that, have that vibe about them right now. So United are quite literally cucking me because they're forcing me to watch something I don't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> they're preying on my emotions that way, and it's not fair. Well, James, that's how I started with The Bachelor. Now it's one of my favorite TV shows. So I say stick with it. Give it a chance. I'm getting reverse bachelored. I, I used to love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, James, what was the, um, I guess, give me the, give me the instant reaction. We're, we're no less than 12 hours from the game. This is rare. This is rare for Prem to the Prem. Yeah. What is the, what, what I've, are you feeling now? And what do you feel about the remaining? Yeah. What is it? Just 10 games of the season for you, I believe. Well, there's no shock. So when there's no shock in a result, there's also not really a whole lot of anger, not to mention, Patrick, something I'm actually deeply struggling with, and I think we can end the United segment on a radical thought I have for you. But what I'm struggling with right now is like, what, how do I define my fandom of United? Because I, I really don't like them right now. Right. They're my, they're, you know, they're such a huge part of my identity, who I am supporting United. That's never going to change. But I straight up just don't like them. So there was a part of me when Marez's fourth was being reviewed. I'm like, make it four. Like, let's go ahead and right. make the scoreline four one. You know, there's that little part of you that's like, just fucking heap good. it on. It's just and, like good. And yeah, we'll, good. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not healthy by any means. And I've also been known to like 
doubled down on social media after a result. Whereas I think most rationally brained people will, will stay off. But Patrick, I do have a little like, it's a rant couched in a, in a game setup that I hope you can indulge me in. It's basically like every journalist's favorite game is to say how the Derby was a microcosm of the state of each two teams. Like, I feel like that's, that's just like journalism 101. So right. go on this journey with me. You might find some of it interesting. I did a little research. Okay. City have, been, City have been playing the Pep Guardiola away for six years, since 2016. He came in for that 2016-17 season. It took one to two years for the pieces to come together. They won their first title 17-18. Same deal with Klopp and Liverpool. Any managerial transition. They generally don't change the way they play, no matter who starts, because the philosophy is so clear. Grealish or Sterling, Foden or Jesus, Gundogan or Bernardo Silva, Silva you're playing a City team. Since 2016, on the other side of Manchester, United have overseen the death of Mourinho as a top-tier coach. Like, I think as time goes on, you can look back and be like, yeah, we, we killed Mourinho. Yep. He died at Old Trafford. The rise and fall, the rise and fall of the Ali Solskjaer nostalgia dream and the implementation of an interim coach who had to see out a season that still had seven months to go despite not being given the authority of a full-time manager. I don't think that gets enough... Credit's not the right word. Attention for how <laughs> silly that is. So at the same time, while this collection of players are insufferable, and I mean like downright unlikable, like I was saying, I think you got to feel for them in the sense that they're at a team where there's zero consistency, philosophy, room for growth. So I think Rashford's a really good example right now where I'm like, what the hell happened to you? You look like you know, the NBA players in Space Jam after the Monstars like sucked their energy out. And mm -hmm. I realized he's a player who broke through under Louis Van Hal as a striker, got converted into a wide forward with defensive responsibilities under Mourinho to service a 35 year old striker. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> to a free moving forward under Ollie, whose only real role was to spring the counterattack. And and then it starts to make a little bit of sense. Like, I, you know, Rashford has, still has to take full accountability for how he's playing and who he is as a player right now. But we're not exactly cultivating, you know, we're not the best cultivating atmosphere for players right now. And it's been that way for a very long time. So I'll take us into a little recruitment deep dive. Feel free to chime in. I'm sure you got questions. We did a we did an ask us anything where they you know they have their own pointed way of saying things. But Patrick recruitment under Ollie, Van de Beek, Ahmad, Palestri, Audio Nagallo, Dan James. They're not at United anymore. They're not at United right now. Varane and Cavani not in the match day squad. Two good players likely past their peak who have been known to be injury prone. You get what you pay for. Look at the players in the team. Wan Bissaka consistently regressing season over season capped off by an awful game today. Alex Tellez never really looked like a United player to begin with. Bruno Fernandez and Sancho, the only two players who you could say have a relatively clear future at the club. And then we get into the captaincy and leadership, the players on everyone's minds. Harry Maguire. Good God. What was that? What was that second goal? Uh, James, that was, <laughs> You know, the thing the, the thing with Harry, you know, in, in real time you were like, "Well, that was messy." And then you watch it back, you're like, "That ain't it." Yeah, the, in in real time it does happen very quickly. Um but yeah, the dummy, the dummy in turn inside your own six, not knowing what's behind you. <laughs> it's just it here's the, like he's he's not nearly as bad as he seems. But he has like that granite jock a tendency where all of his mistakes oh, are hilarious. Are the worst mistakes. And costly. Patrick, he, but I'll, yeah. he's even worse than Jocka. I'll go one mistakes. further. He's tackled Luke Shaw. I'll go one <laughs> Yeah, he really has. I mean, <laughs> I need someone to put the the compilation of his season together when it's all said and done that has that like Benny Hill theme song. It's like I need that. Um I'll go one further, though. He was, in the lead-up to the Euros, a good defender. Is he still a good defender? Form would say otherwise. And also, I was musing sure. on this. At what point are you no longer in bad form and you just become a bad player? It's, a, it's an interesting philosophical debate I've been having. Yeah, well, I always think that the, uh, the situation can always change things. You know, I think that 
I think McGuire would be welcomed on, you know, twelve to fifteen clubs in a heartbeat at the right price and the right wages. But I think at like, the right know, price, he, yeah, talent he factor, yeah. But like you know, what he brings to the pitch, um, and yeah, I think I think a, I think a change of scenery would be, be good for all parties involved. Yeah. And I, I think well, as, as long as as long as y'all stick with Harry Maguire, you're going to have problems because I think he's at the center of he's he's just an easy scapegoat for all those other problems that you had, right? He's just a it's a hodgepodge team that has no protection. Going back for this to your guy. Jaka point, yeah, you know, he's just he's got no protection uh, in front of him. He he's he can't he can't turn. I'm not sure if he can turn at all. I really don't know. I don't know how he goes from one way to yeah. the other way. Yeah, uh, I was I was reading an article that wasn't like defending Maguire, but giving like rationale to like the pitchfork mob, and it was like, if you don't protect him and put this bus on an island, what do you think's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> like when he just cleaned out De Bruyne, it's like a prime <laughs> example of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 look, it's just it's just one of those things where. Um, you gotta, you gotta cut, you gotta cut bait. But United are are, are pot committed, I think, to so many players. Like Maguire's is just one of the one of the problems. You swap out Maguire, you don't. It doesn't. It doesn't change the the underlying issue. So, no, with know. the personnel we have right now, um, I, I would, I would argue, I would lobby, I would sure try for a Veron Lindelof partnership. But this goes back to my really eloquent rants I've got written down here. Uh, Maguire, as long as he has the invincibility cloak of the captain's armband, like there's something going on where he is undroppable. Like Ollie hasn't dropped him, Rangnick hasn't dropped him. Meanwhile, everyone's shifting away from should he be the captain to I don't know if this guy should be on our team. <laughs> Period. Right. Uh, fun game for you, Patrick. Take away for uh, take away pre-existing value. What we paid for him. All things being equal, what do you think? Someone, what do you think a team in the Premier League would pay for McGuire? I mean, today it's like how much did Michael Keane go for? I think that's what we're. What we're oh looking my at. god! Because he's like, I mean, he's probably. I don't know, man. Um, like, how much did Dan Byrne go for when he went to Newcastle? I think he went for. I'm. I'm. I'm like high teens. I'm ten percent like being sarcastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Ben White went for around forty. And he looks like twice the player Maguire is this season. So, I, I mean, and form, I, I, form is a real thing, but it, he should probably still be going for like you know forty to fifty. I'd say. Yeah, I think right. he's still it's like, like look I, at the good tape and burn the bad tape if you're looking into Maguire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you if you had like a a, a proper defensive midfielder around him um, to protect him, then he could yeah he could be fine. He could be fine on a team, and he's probably would he'd probably just be better off. On a team that absorbed pressure, than a team that opens up. Like he's not meant to be out on that island, so he'd probably do, you know, quite well on a, you know, like imagine him on a Burnley or something like that. Right. You know, he's he's like he's he's ten times the player you know James Tartakovsky is. You know what I mean? He's just like that's the type of game he needs to be in. He's just the wrong place, and you got a lot of people at the wrong place. I'll let you get back to your rant, James. But no, no, no. This is good. We need the breaks. Yeah. You need the breaks. Okay. We need the breaks yeah. in the rant. How many more pages did you have written down? We only have a couple more topics. Okay. Well, yeah, James, it's just a, it's a disaster, and I don't I don't know where this is ending, but I I, I think um, you you need something monumental to happen, mm-hmm. and it's probably not nothing. I don't I don't I don't see anything happening before the summer. Maybe one end of the Champions yeah. League, but that's a that's just a a pipe dream at this point. Yeah, and I. I... This this gets us neatly onto the goat in the room. Uh, there this summer, this past summer, I think was a good summer of business. Varane was a good purchase. Sancho, uh, Pat, I saw a tweet today that was like, "Job done, fellas. We're stopping Liverpool from winning the title, and we got a picture of Sancho celebrating at the Etihad." Cold. <laughs> <Job done. laughs> like we're all just ta- we're all just taking the piss at this point, and I'm kind of here Job for done. it. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you get over that point, and then you, you can just have a good time. Yeah. And you can like the picks of Sancho was, were sick, objectively. You remember me when Arsenal's just getting like eighth place and losing all these these games. You're like you're just you're just sitting here smiling. I'm you reach like, invincibility. You, yeah, you have to. You yeah. have to have that cloak at at some point. Yeah, carry I, on. I think the reason I got onto that was 
go rewind the clocks a year. I, I would like to think you and I were talking about a, cent- a center midfielder for United because McFred was was all the mm-hmm. rage. Mm-hmm. We don't get him, and out of circumstance, we bring in CR7. We all get wrapped up in it. We all get wrapped up in it, and we'll get on to this hilarious is he the problem, is he not the problem debate. I got so swept up in it, and we all thought for a fleeting moment it was enough, and then the season started, and we were like, oh, boy, we really should have addressed that thing. And until we do get a world-class holding midfielder, you're going to have problems with Maguire. You're going to have problems progressing the play because it's it's Donut FC, as Goldberg likes to call it. So on Ronaldo, the dude makes headlines whether or not he even plays whether or not he's even in the match day squad. And I do think I have a definitive answer to the is the Ronaldo the problem question, Patrick. You ready? I am. The answer, the short answers were shit with him and without him. So that, wow. that there you go. More nuanced answer is it depends on what you want United to look like. If your idea of United is all the good parts of that first half today, high intensity defending, prompting counterattacks, then yes, that would be a big problem because... 37-year-old year old Ronaldo has no place in that type of game. If your idea of United this season was playing a higher back line, dominating possession in the opposition half, the likes of Sancho, Bruno, Pogba creating chances for a central striker with elite finishing instinct, I can't help but feel like Ronaldo would be a good call in that system. But we didn't ask ourselves. Just because we could didn't mean we stopped ourselves to ask if we should. Um, we didn't ask ourselves if we were truly ready for that kind of title-challenging season. And instead, we just wanted a gazump city, which brings us back to the full Derby, Patrick. I, I can't help but wow. feel like if, if... Yeah, see what I did well there? Well done. I can't help but feel like if Ronaldo was on Man City, and I think Michael Richards, Richards said this, like uh, he was debating Neville, who was like, I wouldn't put Ronaldo in City's team. And Michael Richards, who I agree with on this point would say Ronaldo would be in the 20s already if he was playing on City yeah he'd be he would just be posted yeah he'd be posted in the box and he'd be killing it absolutely killing it so City recruited Ronaldo whereas we were like Woodward was like I'm gonna make it up to all you guys he's coming home (laughs) he's coming home and and you know we all got swept up on that I, I still do love him I still prefer him in the team versus not in the team but god damn that is not that is not the lens right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, all Manchester City had to do to stave off what we were talking about is maybe is, is United title is there is there a title challenge here? They just had to make a bid on Ronaldo. That's all they had to do, and it sent it all torpedoing down. Oh yeah, God, just just burn the season. I want a tactical nuke. I'm still in Call of Duty mode, Patrick. We had some fire <laughs> rounds, but I want to tactically nuke this season. Just wake me up when it's when it's August. Uh, so James, what is looking forward before we go and touch on City here? What's the <laughs> right, what's right? The, that uh, other the other team who are yeah, actively yeah. trying to win the title? Yeah, yeah. Not letting you get out of that. Not on this uh, pod. What is what's what's the path forward here? Because I got some ideas, but I'd love to hear yours first. I won't be a full downer and say I'm not going to give you the classic until we change X Y Z. Nothing's going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now. We need to get Eric Ten Hag in, and we need to get him right now. We need to get him right now. And then we need to start the clear out. Patrick, the problems are so deep, I can't even begin to dig my shovel in. I could, mm. knit, I could knit a sweater with all the threads of problems that are going on at United right now from players who we have in the team. Like, why is Jesse Lingard a factor in the United squad? The dude doesn't want to be there, and he wasn't particularly good when we did play him. Now I am ranting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Full well, on. I asked you what the future holds, so that's on right. me. Players in the team that need to leave, and then players not in the team who need to come in, and then we probably still would be pretty off the pace because at, at the beginning of all this, it took Klopp two years. It took Pep up to two years. Like These things take time, and when you keep scrapping and restarting, scrapping and restarting, it's, it's looking bad. So we start with appointing the right manager. Let's start there. And uh, I can tell you what, I feel like Juan Mata and Phil Jones are still just somehow going to be in that team. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you never know. Will they pull a rabbit out of their hat? Not sure. With the games in hand situation, still have to play oh, Spurs, we'll get on Arsenal, to that. Yeah, we'll Chelsea, get on to that. and Liverpool. Uh, but yeah, James, I think that you're, 
you need to you need to commit to to to, to something like that. And I think you got a, a, a probably is, at least a, a multi year clear out going on. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not seeing a great a great 2022 23 so, season for you right now. If I'm looking looking outward. But at least Unless something big changes in the summer. I want the acknowledgement. I want the acknowledgement of where we are and what we're doing. You want the start of that, that, will of that vision. That will yeah. help. Uh, Patrick, yeah. I have I have a I have a chaos. I have a provocative thought for you that's on this Please. point and then we will get on to city. And just a little side note, when I think I'm going to say something stupid at work, like in front of clients or in a presentation, I'll always like couch my statement and like I got a I have a I have a pretty radical thought for you guys. It mm-hmm. should try it sometime. It, it works. Because okay. people are like, ooh, but you're really just saying something that like might be stupid. Right. So radical thought for you. I was asking myself today, what would put United closer to winning a title? Us making the top four this season or something like Liverpool winning the quadruple? And I, I feel like the answer is the latter. Like something so embarrassing that shakes us to our core. Because making the top four, let's say it's fourth place, it's almost like an excuse to keep acting the way we are, and that, that's that's right. that's the tip that I'm on right now. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think I think you need to miss not necessarily Europe altogether, but I think I, I think that you do need to miss the Champions League to lose some of that money to figure. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta make some changes, and I, I don't. I think you know, unfortunately for you for you and. The rest of the Manchester United fans, the only thing that's going to click with the Glazers is is losing the money. Mm-hmm. And do I want that to happen? To be clear, like ab- not. absolutely not. I yeah. um I would hand the, the title city right now if I could. But all you United fans listening, you guys know who you are. Ask yourself that question, and you might be surprised at the answer. Mm. Like, what mm. would get United closer to winning a title from today? It's a that's pretty so, so brave of you to ask. James. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm willing to ask the difficult questions. James, I, I'm, I, I think we're letting the players a little off the hook in this one, but we're going to have more it, episodes. Okay. Well, we're going to have more episodes to, to drill into them as they, as they get down. Big game at the weekend, hosting Spurs. If you want big game. Okay, okay. We, we should move on and talk about City, but I'm, I'm an open book, Patrick. Whenever you want to, whenever you want to go in on the players, we can go in on the players. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I think that. I think that there's a lot of a lot of problems at United. I think you nailed a lot of them, and I think the root of the problem is not the players, but you know, there's a time to stand up and be counted, and they're not they're not doing it. I forget if I said this, but losing to City on talent is totally fine, totally fine. Totally. Most people do it. Losing to City because you didn't match them in commitment and effort. Effort, you're going to lose that match 10 out of 10 times. And I don't remember the last time. We have a good record against City. Ollie, like, low-key had Pep's number, and it's not surprising how he did it. And that's because we didn't beat them on talent. I can't remember the last time we beat City on talent. But, like, while. we... Ollie Ball, it, it, it was a plan. Ollie Ball was a plan that yep. the players used to execute and be all in on. And right now, yeah, if that's, a, that's a little quote on the players. They, uh, they don't Fair even enough. show up to the party anymore. But... City, take it away, Patrick. I mean, how good are they? Just pour it on. Just pour it on, James. Uh, they've, you know, they're as good as Liverpool has been. City's just holding that line. They're holding that line where they're, we're still, we're still, you know, left left to think that Liverpool have a shot. It's that outside shot. They need to keep the games in hand. They need to win. Uh, at the Etihad, I believe. I think they've already played at Anfield. I believe it's at the Etihad. I'll have to. I'll have to check. It's a, on. It is. It is. Okay. So April 10th. the road for Liverpool is tough, uh, and it's just it's just so impressive the way. And I don't. I, I the four one against against um, United doesn't nearly impress me as much as the just how consistently they grind out one one nil wins. Uh, mm. They're just able to continue to get wins. 22 wins out of 28 games. James, I any any inkling of a of, of a threat from Liverpool for you or are we still It's we we've been we've been together all year. We've been pretty bullish on this title race, Patrick. Yeah. The last yes. time we potted, I think we were downright disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, no. And Liverpool oh, is, is called our bluff. Yeah. Absolutely called our bluff. They they really have Here's the problem. Liverpool have no points to drop. But good news for them, they don't look like they're about to drop any points. Mm-hmm. City, when they lost to Spurs in the manner they lost, 
they had an inch to give. And when you're a Pep's team and you lose a game like the Spurs game, that's like almost a good thing. You know, because yeah, it's sharp. a keep sharp, wake up call. It's not, you know, you lost a battle, but you didn't lose the war. So now let's rally. They got away with one against Everton, which had the classic Rodri handball, yep. Um, yep. which, you know. Would have been a fun one to see that one get tied up, see what that did to the table. And I think that, that, a fun one. that Everton game is pretty akin to the West Ham game Liverpool just played. Like a, a got away with it 1-0. So they're both getting those kind of results. But, yeah, City, like losing a game is almost a good thing if they're, if they're the lead horses because it kicks them right and, back into gear. Yeah, and you mentioned that, um, that game they have against Liverpool. They have no other games against the... You know the traditional big six. Obviously, they got a wow. they got wolves and wow. wolves and West I'm Ham at away this right now. Yeah. yeah, wolves and West Ham away won't be easy fixtures, uh, but they have they have the run in that you would want uh, City do, and they just they just continue to take care of business. De Bruyne, you know, uh, looks looks like he could get himself in a little bit better shape here, James. But he's yeah, he's, he's firing on all cylinders. He's a little husky. Yeah, but maybe that's just, mass. He bodied hair. I mean. Yeah, I think he's just building, cultivating mass for the Champions League run and the Premier exactly. League run. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's just getting ready for it. And you, that level of focus, mm. inside and outside the kitchen, mm. the depth. You love to see it. Love to see it. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. The only thing here, James, do we, have, do we worry about Ruben Diaz being out for a month and a half in this race? I actually, it it's irrelevant. I know. Yeah, I think it's very relevant. I actually think okay. they were they were there for the taking. You know, you know, United had a semi coherent first half, and we. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't think it's a secret what City's weakness is. You can hit them on the break, but you have to yep. be. It has to be a perfect, precise break. But you yep. can get them, and that's even when mm-hmm. Diaz was in the team. And I think uh, John Stones deputizing. Yep. No disrespect. He's not. He's no slouch, but. Right. He, uh, you know, he's he's not Ruben Diaz, so I do think that's a problem. But Patrick, you reminded me of their run-in, and wow, it's favorable. It's favorable. Quite so. I, Ten games. Yeah, I, I trust the depth of City. I do, but no disrespect to Liverpool, they've been on an absolute tear. And that game on the tenth, ooh wee, maybe it's we will watch along or something. Yeah, we should be. Tenth we should of be, April. Uh, yeah, tenth of April. That one should be fun. Liverpool has a much tougher run in. I wouldn't put it past um, the Premier League to give it like the the like Tuesday lunchtime slot. Just to piss me off. Ooh, it's on Palm just to Sunday. Piss me off. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Patrick, let's talk about your boys in red. Mm-hmm. The gunners who seem to have found their ammunition. Mm-hmm. You've been Mr. Goalposts this entire season. <laughs> This entire season, but we truly have to acknowledge, we truly have to acknowledge, I think we're in yours to lose territory for the Young Gunners this season, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, you look at the table, uh, three games in hand on United and a point, three games in hand and three points on West Ham, even on games, but six points clear Spurs. So with... You know, Arsenal do have 13 games left, not the 10 that the others do. So, a lot more games to play. A lot of games. But, yes, it is It is certainly Arsenal's to lose. They have no other competition. They should be relatively well-rested mm-hmm. compared to certainly the likes of um, Manchester United that and, has mattered. and Chelsea. That has yeah. mattered this season. I, I, I Mas- think Master missing... Masterclass against Nottingham. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, but I think I think missing Europe altogether yeah. is going to be... is 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 a a huge component of Arsenal's success because they're they're very singularly focused right now. You can tell that they're well drilled. They're playing well together. There are very little changes in this lineup, so you're seeing pretty much the same team, which is you know how foreign has that been for Arsenal? Mm-hmm. So really for me, James, what it comes down to is can this very inexperienced team and manager hold do 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 what's the hardest thing to do is just manage the expectation of what Many people would say it was an unachievable season, I think. I don't think anyone saw Arsenal here in the top four. I certainly didn't. We can go I was, back I was, to, uh, yeah. I, I mean, rewind to our roundtable we did. I, I I have to feel it was like... unanimous s- with City, Liverpool, Chelsea, didn't, United. Didn't someone, yeah. didn't someone say, I think Arsenal could get top four, and we just kind of like laughed? Laughed. If, if someone said it, I would have laughed. Right. And I think you should have laughed. 
and then they came out, they lost the first three games. Um, but hey, I'll tell you, it's a good it's a good time to be a trust the process guy and and uh, a trust the process guy that's never really wavered. Uh, Arteta's Arteta's coming good on a lot of the promises he's made. Mm. He's looking real real smart mm. for a lot of the decisions he's made. And you know we we knew this Arsenal team was going to have to answer to that January transfer window, and no one's talking about it right now. It was a it was you know a calamity just five weeks ago. That was the discussion around I mean, around the Emirates. The level of uh, trust in didn't Saka, score in January, didn't Oda, win in yeah. January, yeah, all that. Uh, no, to your exact point, the level of trust placed in Saka, Odegaard, Emil Smith Rowe, Martinelli. Obviously, Lacazette deserves a shout, but he's not in this theme of young players. Right, all stepped up, all unanimously stepped up, and that is you know whisper it quietly, but good management. And then the other thing I wanted to call out, Patrick, if we were to define stereotypical Arsenal, at least in the time that we've been doing this podcast, it's any game is a potential banana peel. Doesn't matter if it's Norwich away. Doesn't matter if you're playing at Anfield. It's any game. And I'm looking back through here. Arsenal nil-nil against Burnley feels like the anomaly here, but... That was no no party, no Xhaka as well. And I told you before that game, it was going to be horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know... Your story of the season has been losing to teams you would expect to lose to and winning the games you would expect to win, for the most part, I'd say. Sure. Yeah. We've lost to City, City twice, Liverpool, Chelsea, United, and then I think we got a couple bad ones. Yeah, Brentford in there. Right off the bat. Yeah, right. Pr- pretty much everyone else, we've, we've, we've taken it. We've taken it, too. And that's, Jeez, that, if you didn't lose that stupid Everton game, this thing yeah. would be done. Yeah, yeah, the, the Everton game was a was a was a real embarrassing one. Wow. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 crazy the way we're looking at it right now. We're like, we got a we got a game in hand, and and we have to go to Stamford Bridge. Why not third? Mm-hmm. Which you never even really thought would be really on the table. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Arsenal fans were thrilled. We're absolutely thrilled. I think that there's still a uh, uh, there's a guarded nature <laughs> to being an Arsenal fan. I don't think I'll be able to shake that. But if this is ushering in a new generation, this would and be new the set of ultimate. Expectations, it's the hope that kills you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think I think you know, no 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 matter how it how it ends up, you know, to be in this position with this many games to play, uh, you know, it's it's a step forward this season. That's what that's what we wanted out of the season. So see if the boys can finish the job. I'm rating them to do it at this point because it's it's certainly theirs theirs to lose. And if you're a man of Jay, stats, it'll be huge. Yeah. It'll be huge because I think this is a. You can you see the connection this club's got with the fans. The away support's been incredible. The Emirates is one of the toughest places to play right now, and you you get into the, the summer with this group who's never been to the Champions League with that excitement with that budget. I think that we could be seeing a, you know, it it, it feels like it Turning could be the, the start page. of something like yeah, okay. it really does, doesn't it? It does. Well, let's let's uh, let's so, unpack this for a second, Patrick. We talked yeah. about this over the weekend, but I think it's worth bringing up on the airwaves, like. Unpacking for a second what the top four means, not just for Arsenal, but for any any club. It means Champions League football and the injection of cash that comes with it. It's not a trophy. Like winning top four is not a trophy. It's it's a foundation. So it's an incentive. Like you make top four, it's an incentive to have a big summer. So this like you gotta grab this opportunity by the by the scruff of its neck if if you guys do end up, you know, landing that last spot. So You know what it you know what it feels like? It feels like we have the opportunity to fast forward a year from what we were expecting. That's what it feels like. It mm-hmm. feels like we just get to skip a just year straight, where, go, straight to go. Right. And let's not pretend that that you know Arteta's job was safe at the start of the year. You know, I think a lot of people were calling for his head starting the year and certainly that, after that start. That smoke. Oh yeah. Oh man. Love love seeing Tim Howard these days. Love seeing him these days. Side note, Just, I didn't appreciate mid Manchester Derby Lee Dixon using the royal we when talking about Arsenal. It was like mid game. Oh, yeah. He's like, Yeah, I think we got a pretty good chance now. Just like Yeah. <laughs> objectivity Dixon, out the door. <laughs> Lee Lee Dixon has been an old curmudgeon for the last decade because of he's just watching Arsenal and you're like, Oh, this guy's just a curmudgeon. But just, he gets a little bit of hope. Oh my God, he was on fire today. He had one line where he said, uh, he was like, yeah, he was talking about someone being booked, and then he goes, yep, Juan Basaka should have been booked for this clearance attempt. He was, he yeah. was firing. And just I see it from it. my side, oh, calling dude. a rival's game, being like, well, we have a big line. What are we doing here? Lee, Lee Dixon, I mean, he, he he loves talking about his playing days. Um, usually doesn't talk about, he usually, he's usually more self-deprecating about Arsenal, but he's probably just buzzing like we all are. It's mm-hmm. just a great time to be an Arsenal mm-hmm. fan. 
and I'm gonna ride it out, James, because it's 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 been an absolute joy this this season. Certainly the run of form if that we've been on. It's a direct it's a teeter totter. It's it's a seesaw. If I had more pride in United, I would be way more salty right now. So Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Well we still have we have um we, we have, have the games Prem, with we everyone. have the Prem de la Prem Bowl. We got the Prem de la Prem Arsenal's got games against everybody else that's in this race. Chelsea, United, West Ham, Spurs. So it's far from a far from a finished a finished deal here uh, for Arsenal. But they 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 they're they're saying all the right things. They they're saying we're treating every game like it's a cup final. Didn't didn't you know feel good for Ruben Neves, but I think that's the mentality you need. I think that Arteta's <laughs> got them thinking the way they need to be thinking. And I've, it's it's it, it it yeah it's ours to lose. God, and we got to wear that. Imagine Frank Lampard needs a result to keep Everton up last game of the season. It's against I'm, Chelsea, I'm right? Th- no, you guys are playing Everton last game of the season. Oh, okay, Carl fed me some bad information. Mm. He said it was Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, last time you trust Carl. I think that game's yet to be <laughs> scheduled. So April thirtieth. Not maybe, even close. Maybe <laughs> he's he's teeing it up. Oh, maybe, maybe it's like, it, it could be a nail in the coffin game. We'll have to see how the. The season progressed. Man, Chelsea got a tough little finish. They got Wolves. They got United. They got West Ham in there. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this could be fun, James. All right. Oh, man. I can't believe we're even a part of it. It just feels good to be involved this year. <laughs> One day we'll be, a ti- we'll be a title podcast, Patrick. One day. <laughs> and we've been, like, oscillating on who's closer each year. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Yeah. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. All right. Um, ask us anything. Maybe this was a mistake putting the call out, but we have record record write-ins. Unfortunately, it was all from the peanut gallery. But you know, yeah, a lot of chirping this yeah, week. Yeah, a lot of chirping this week. A lot of smoke here on Premier Prem. We make sure everyone gets heard. So here we go. Um, <laughs> one just says something to make the pain go away, which is more of a statement. But as a question Hopefully mark, we've done it. Yeah. if it was like Hopefully something to make the it. pain go away. I would say, Mm. um, I I assume this is a United fan, to which I would say not both City and Liverpool can win the title this year. There you go. Mm. Yeah, a little something something that might help. Help soothe the soul. Something to make the pain go away. Yeah, what do you think, Patrick? Yeah, I go watch Nemanja Vidic highlights. uh, Mm. Make sure it includes the one where he's smacking his head on the ground. Talking to no one in particular. Yeah, yeah, just he's smacking his head on the ground. What a defender he was. Throwing his body in the way. You think he ever let the ball go through his legs in his professional career? I doubt it. Oh, I mean, if he did, he'd be practicing with duct tape, duct taped legs the next day. <laughs> Adapt, overcome. Okay, what's the next uh, uh, this question? Next one, I suppose. Yeah, I, I guess I'll keep it in the United theme. People had a good this laugh great. today. Yeah, this yeah. is great. Yeah, Every, and no, I, no, everyone's having a good time. Uh, what is the best place for United to hide? For now, I'd say don't go on social media. I do that, but I'm built different. And I'd say the conference league. <laughs> you can you can go right to jail. <laughs> and then uh, I, the other thing I would say is tell people we've still won the most league titles. Yeah, yeah, that one. It's starting to feel, Patrick. It's starting to feel like Mourinho's three rants, which, if you remember, had a shelf life of that season only. <laughs> it was the only time he could have said it. I, I, I don't think that gets enough credit. I really don't think that gets enough credit. It was amazing. I mean, Mourinho, like, I, I want Mourinho to get a job as, like, just like a social media manager for a club after he's done coaching because he'd be lights oh, out. That, no, that would be disrespect. He, he's got to be in lights. He can't be behind the, the keyboard. Who's to, who's to say that he won't be in the lights just because he's managing the social? <laughs> Have you seen his social? <laughs> yeah. He's front and center, baby. Yeah. He'd probably come up with the next app, the like, next big social media app. Uh, okay. okay, what do we got here? Does Ronaldo halt other players' progress? Um, I would have I would have said yes if, you know, the Mason Greenwood thing didn't happen, but yikes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, big yikes. I still don't think yeah, it's, it's, it's fair to like to say that because who who would you put? Would you put Rashford as a striker? Well, that that goes. I mean, if you were listening to my rant, Patrick, I, I don't think I don't think Rashford has any idea who he is as a player, like his his yeah. personal player identity. So 
is he a, is he a number nine? Is he a striker? Otherwise, I don't really think we have a number nine at the club. Martial's on loan. We tried that. So I really don't... You could say he's hindering the progress of team identity. I don't think he's hindering one player in particular. I would have said Greenwood. Um, but, yeah. God, but God damn, have I not yet processed how insane that all is. Yeah, I don't think you could put it on to Ronaldo that the team doesn't seem to have a clue what to do out there. No. Um, no. I Exactly. Like, if there was a young striker in the team who was getting shunted out wide when he should be playing down the middle, then I would or, have said... Yeah. I would or if they were maybe. playing the, the big counter-pressing system and he was just the, the hole, then you could say, yes, he's preventing the team from... But, like, right. as is, they're all just out there just doing whatever anyway. Right. So, so I don't think any yeah. one player is, is harmed by Ronaldo. Uh, worst transfer, this is another one, worst transfer, Maguire, Ronaldo. <laughs> Rude. Oh. Uh, I think Maguire 10 times out of 10, unless unless we're joking around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, uh, we yeah, we went ahead and made him captain on top of all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this is the last United one. United had 0.0 expected goals in the second half against City. How does it feel? Not good, Carl. <laughs> Not good. Carl, I I, um, I feel all right about it. <laughs> I don't feel think there was any right question about, about who Actually, that was directed no. to. I don't feel good because I never I never expected United to win that game, but we had a good we had a proper derby day to start in the first half. And then I would have liked at least the threat of something in the second half to continue what was a good a good derby. Yeah, and it, ne- it, just... it never quite hits right when Pat texts me after like the Sancho goal. He's like, "There we go." And I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> don't like that." <laughs> I just know you're down bad, trying to get you a little bit. I, I wasn't. That's the whole point. I'm oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> you sound fine, James. Good, good. Now that's what I want everyone to take away from this. Uh, <laughs> how great is Chelsea? Ooh. Is it also Carl? Ooh, no. I mean, anonymity is key here. Oh, fair. But enough. it wasn't. But no, it wasn't Carl. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Chelsea. Good, the, the how great is Chelsea? Good, good, not good, not great. And trending. Well, they just beat Burnley four nil. But holistically, geopolitically, I'd say trending down. Um, Patrick, I don't think I've called a shot in my life the way I called the Russia-Ukraine war being the downfall okay. of Chelsea. Absolutely uncanny. Yeah, uh, yeah good. Um, well, they're probably getting better once they sell the team from at least through one lens. But for me, yeah, Chelsea are about as um, they're about as good as the third best team in England. I'd say, James. I right. Think they're they're I, just they're they're that good. They are um, who we thought they were. Well, I think many people thought they were a title contender. Well, I I very clearly had them in third place. Ignore the fact that I put United second. I did have Chelsea in third place. People forget. <laughs> I think I had, I had Chelsea. I had Chelsea. I, knew, I, I, met, I looked at him. I got one look at him, and I measured him, and I sized him up right, and I boom, you're in a perfectly fitted tux, and it's in third yeah, place. Yeah, Chelsea are in a Chelsea are in this weird, weird little space because of the Club World Cup and like all the other cups that they're in. Champions of they the world. They played, but not of England. Yeah, like they play. Uh, they've played one Premier League game in the last. However, what is this, like six six weeks, something like yeah. that? So it's been a weird season. It always is. Yeah. They got the yeah, so they got their they won the Club World Cup, which I I don't put a whole lot of stock in. Well, that's because you um, haven't you haven't won it. Well, yet. I have. Give us. Carl has. Well okay, uh, fine. Will yeah, Jones you, has. So Shout out Will Jones. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, he wrote a few of these. But mm. an- anonymity is key. He actually wrote this next one. Should Keppa still be the PK guru after going zero for eleven and then yeeting his into the stands? The um, they call that the De Gea. <laughs> you know, De Gea got the shot on target. Put some respect. Oh, that's right. Put some that's respect right. on his name. Let me tell you, it, it was takes... the worst shot I've ever seen. But we're not playing American football, and he was <laughs> never he was never the PK guru to begin with. This whole Keppa fascination with his 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 like. PK experts is the biggest joke I've ever I've ever seen, and I'm so glad it came back to, to bite him in the butt. It's all just it's all just um, a little bit of mind games. But if I'm if I'm playing mind games, I want the team that Kepa's not on. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm. Yeah, I'll take like, the right, other who, team. Yeah, yeah. Who do you want on your team for this game of mental fortitude? Uh, hard pass on Keppa. Uh, no, no, he never was. There, there's two people in the Premier League. Well, actually, not in the Premier League. It might be in the Premier League. It's Tim Cruel and Emmy Martinez are clear, and then everyone else can come talk to me after that. Yeah, Emmy's clear. In terms of like the shithousery and the pens and all that, I think he what he did in the Copa America, he got he got all uh, like Bruno if you're gonna do mind games, figure out what the line is because Emmy Martinez figures out what the line is and he's like oh, I'm going there. Kepa didn't yeah. do nearly enough. He stood on one side of the goal only for Van Dyke to yeet it right at his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it Emmy was Martinez not a good look. Is like, I mean, Martinez is telling Yuri Mina he's fucked right before he's shooting the ball. <laughs> and then he's, then he's doing the little pelvic thrust to the bench after he saves it. We are not the same. Oh, my God. And then God. Tim Krul, of course, has just reached legend status for, what, what right. was it, the 2012 World Cup? Uh, 14. 14, that's right. Yeah, in Brazil. Just legend status for that. And then he's, and then he's carried that on back, in, back into the prep. People but, forget it was against a Costa Rica team that had no business being in the quarterfinals, but... Yeah. Didn't he also he, he did it in um I believe he had two shootouts that he did it in. Oh, maybe. I think that he also maybe. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't I, All right. we'll, we'll All right. go to the tape as it goes on. But no, I do like yeah. I do like Tim Cruel for that for that same reason. Yeah. Um also like, you know, maybe maybe back the keeper that literally just won his his continents tournament in PKs by yeah. saving pens. Patrick, one that step one step idea. beyond that. He yeah. was having an amazing game, like yeah. that game. Yeah, I, let me, I, let me, yeah, we we shit on Mendy. I just think because it's fun, uh, just because he clearly wants the acclaim, so not giving it to him gives me some satisfaction. Carl, not my, Mendy. Well, they probably both want the acclaim, but sure, we're sure, talking sure. closer to home. Yeah, yes, the both of them. Um, but he is—he's proving his class this year. Ah, absolutely, he never. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I still. I don't think he's clear as like the the number one goalie in the league. I think Agreed. there's a lot of really great goalkeepers in the league, and on his day, Jose he might be the not best. one of them. But yeah, I agree. <sighs> Mind games. Mind <laughs> games. We're all in it together. We're all in. It. We're all in it together, baby. Okay. Last one. I'll let you take this one because um, we already touched on Mason Greenwood. Is Saka the best under twenty one in the league? Well, yeah, he's got the most uh, the most goal and assists. He's, he's, he's on form, I'd say for sure. Um, but I really think o- Odegaard's just unlocked him on the right side. It's it's the, mm. the combination of the two of them is out of this world. He's the best for me, James. All right. You heard it here first. Freak of the week, Patrick. Um, I, I, I have a second one, but I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. Mine is the PGMOL. Hmm. Not just for its name, because that's a freak in and of itself. Yeah. But James, it's come to my attention mm-hmm. as we debate whether or not there's a conspiracy against Arsenal that not a single referee is from London or the greater London region. I did see the map. Yeah. More than half I did see the map. are in the Manchester Liverpool region. Okay. That's freak behavior. Okay. This is dating back to when uh, there was the Northern League. The bias has remained deep ingrained in the system. But we will prevail. prevail. Yeah. They're, and also shout out Chelsea because they've been up against the same. Uh, they seem to, yeah. The same, yeah. They seem to overcome the adversity just a little bit. Just a little bit better, yeah. Well, if we want to have a little freak on Chelsea, you know, we can. But I'll leave that for a different, different time. Heavy is the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Patrick, it's very rare when you see an, an image and you're like, without context, you're like, oh yeah, that came from the Arsenal subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of them. It was a picture of all the refs poorly comped heads onto a map of England. And like, it's us against the world, you sent baby. It, like the, the, the picture itself had zero context. You didn't text any context around it. And I'm like, I know exactly what this is trying to say and where it came from. It's so good. It's so good. We need it. Chip uh, on the shoulder, baby. Chip uh, on the shoulder. Whatever helps. Whatever helps. Mm-hmm. Patrick, we'll keep it on Arsenal theme. My second freak, Mikel Arteta. Where's the fourth official? 
This, oh boy. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. Illegal assist. That goal shouldn't have counted. Making that oh result 2-2. It's it's a shambolic series of events. I'm sure the Arsenal subreddit was pretty mum on uh, on that one. No, they weren't. They're talking about the assist for the boss. <laughs> they were all over. No, James. but I'm I'm saying were the shoe to be on the other foot, um, can't help but feel like the Arsenal fans would be having a field day about how illegal that was. Oh, I didn't. I actually didn't see anyone throwing a fit about it. Hmm. Not even on the general. I it was just a. I think. I think it was one of those where the the goal was so well worked afterward that you can't. Yeah. There's no justifiable um, complaint. Patrick, if that if that brings us to goal of the week, it's also my goal of the week. It is. Wow. Martinelli. Yeah. Yeah. Martinelli yeah. versus Watford. It, we had a lot of good ones to choose from this week, James. And like mostly from that game too. But um, yeah. I it was a weird one, Patrick, because I was looking at that game and your mind goes to Cucho Hernandez against Arsenal. Number one. I'm done with bicycle kicks. They don't really do it for me anymore, unless it's like next level insane. Right. It, yeah. And but this I mean, it's yeah. a good, it's a great goal. Great goal. Great goal. Hernandez. But you know, when we go back to our goal rankings, and at a certain point, it does become subjective. Like, do you prefer an insane free kick to a bicycle kick? Do you like well worked goals? Do you like solo goals? You clearly don't like solo goals the way I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. Probably because Ryan Giggs scored one against Arsenal. That's all he's got, guys. Just let him have it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I'm done with bicycle kicks, and I'm giving you, I'm giving you as a friend, this goal of the week because it just, the pinball wizardry of it, like bing, bong, boop, what is it like? Four consecutive one touch yep, passes. four yeah. consecutive one. There you go. That, yeah, that's brilliant. why. That's why. And I slightly preferred it to the uh, little Lacazette back heel one that preceded it. And the games, uh, Ollie Watkins scored a good goal for, for Villa, so there were other contenders, but... Sancho's goal was excellent, I thought as well. Um, oh yeah, that didn't even register with me. It was a good goal. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those ones where at the end of the day, it didn't um, didn't work out the way you needed it to for it to be Thanks. a goal of the week contender. Thanks. But James, I'm going with um, I'm going with Odegaard's goal. Oh. There's something about the little. It was another well worked goal uh, from that game, and for me, it's just the tidy the tidy little. The little plays in tight areas, very similar to the to the uh, the Martinelli goal uh, in, in in how it was well worked, uh, but for me just a little tighter areas. Again, you could, you could have picked I think three or four goals from this game alone, several from today. Uh, there were some really really great goals this week. We were we were blessed. We were blessed, James. We sure were. We sure were. All right. I think that's where we're at. Oh. Little men of culture for you, <laughs> please. Brandon Williams, oh, yes. some some things the the some things are bigger than sports moment and over <laughs> overcoming your shithousery nature. Just giving Eric, Christian Erickson a little cuddle after throwing each other to the ground. It made its rounds on social media. I'm sure I'm sure you saw it. I'm sure everyone saw it. But got to give it some lip service. It was uh, it was great. It was absolutely great. And I just. I just hope that he gets in a situation again where it's someone he wants to throw hands with mm-hmm. because I want to see that go down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, he was ready to go. Yeah, he's got that in him. It, uh, we, we texted about it. Brandon Williams falls absolutely falls in that category. I love this guy. I wish he was just a little bit better at, at football. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that's fair. I think we've that's all got fair. we've all lot got lots of those. I there's something generally speaking. There's something about capturing on film someone go through three rapidly changing states of emotion. Like the Mourinho realizing the guy should have been sent off and running to the ref. Oh, There's there just something about it. It's so great. That was, that's one of my favorites of all time, where he's just laughing, yeah. and then he just storms up on him with his little, little yeah. sidekick. Yeah, yeah. It's all time. Oh, and the sidekick in tow. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, he should have gotten a yellow there. He should have gotten a yellow. That's like the... Uh, that was... What's the other great one of that when when uh, Arsene Wenger got sent off, of course, at Old Trafford for kicking the kicking the water bottle? There's a great video of a guy a guy narrating that. I forget the <laughs> the pundit's name who did that. He's like, you know, he kicked the water bottle. I'm going to go tell my mate the referee. If it's it's out there on YouTube. You all should go. You can find that one. Fantastic, That's a great one. fantastic. All right, Patrick, send us home with a sweet degenerate district to make some. We're money. gonna we're gonna get this one here for you for your Monday morning. Get you into the week with a little fresh content. So who would I be to not give you the noon game tomorrow? Noon Pacific. Don't get it twisted. 
Spurs is getting this thing done against Everton at home. Minus 165. Go ahead and lock it. I think it's an easy, easy work. We got two midweek games we're taking, James. One lock. One, uh, oh man, I even forget. What do I got? Donkeys. I got meatballs. Okay. I'm going to go with a little meatball on this one. So, my lock, I'm taking Southampton at home against Newcastle. Okay. Both teams actually on good form. Probably our best midweek game. But Southampton on form uh, is, is fourth in the table in the last ten games. Uh, they've been... I'd say really recovering their season, James. They were kind of meddling around the relegation zone. Not quite in it, uh, but they're in great form. I'm mm-hmm. taking them uh, to, to, to get it done at home. And then, James, Arsenal broke Wolves, and Watford look a little dangerous. So a little plus 360 donkey. Watford's got a lot to play for. Wolves, wow. mean, meanwhile, I think are just a little bit disconnected. Um, yeah, losing Arsenal twice in two weeks. Can really do a team in. Two more, maybe three. Who's to say? Two more, James. One lock at the weekend. Arsenal at home against Leicester. That's minus 195. So you need a little bit more conservative than I like. But the Emirates is a fortress right now. And James, doesn't United Spurs just have draw written all over it? <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, one, more, one more meatball for uh, you. Plus right, 250. Right. Whatever you say. Plus 250. Oh, and I do have a donkey. Um, Brentford Burnley. I think it's got 0-0 written all over that. That's plus 700. Full donkey status. Burnley going to grind it out on the road, I think. 0-0. And that's your district. Consider it donkeyed. Consider was my best sign-off. Consider it meatballed and donkeyed. Yeah. All right. Cut the podcast. All right. Wait for good? <laughs> End it right there. <laughs> Like the Sopranos, baby! (laughs) That was awesome. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.